You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you for being here with us today. The purpose of this show is to help you learn something new, leave you feeling better than before you got here, and to give you access to tools, for example, books, practices, and ideas that can make your life better. These episodes are recorded live on Facebook Gaming, and if they're not on Facebook Gaming, they'll be recorded live on Twitch. If you'd like to participate in the conversation, I go live most days at 11 a.m. Eastern. I also upload these recordings as videos on my YouTube channel. If you'd prefer to watch the videos, you can hop on over there. I'm extremely grateful for your support on this podcast. And if you listen to this every day, the intro is exactly 60 seconds long. So if you start a new episode, you can just hit click forward 30 seconds twice to get right to it. Let's talk today about Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. If you listen to songs like In the Club, you can find me in the club, pocket full of... Yeah, if you listen to that song, or my favorite 50 Cent songs are In the Club and Down On Me, which is that one's a partnership with, or with Jeremiah. This book, I'm not even sure exactly how I found this book. On Audible, I was looking through autobiographies, and I'm like, hmm, that might be interesting. Let's see what Curtis Jackson has to say about his life. And this book, I found myself just listening straight through it, nodding my head a whole lot. And uh, it helped me reflect on some lessons I've already learned and get curious about some different lessons I can learn. Some of the main lessons from the book and some of the most surprising things I found in the book, let's talk about those up front. One of the most interesting things I found in the book and surprising things is that Curtis Jackson, aka 50 Cent, who I'll refer to as Curtis going forward because that's what's comfortable to me, Curtis says that even though he's constantly or consistently promoting all these liquor brands and his music often features him up in the club, that he actually lives a sober lifestyle. Now, he doesn't do Alcoholics Anonymous like I do or have like absolute sobriety the way I look at it myself, but he consistently stays sober and avoids drinking alcohol or smoking weed, which you might find extremely surprising if you've listened to his music. And if you looked at his recent posts on social media where he's bumping one liquor brand or another to the top of his feed again and again, he's sells those things and puts them out there because he makes money off of them. He, at the same time, has a whole chapter in his book about taking care of yourself, and he talks about how drinking alcohol and smoking weed is going to hold you back from reaching your highest potential. That he's able to hustle harder and hustle smarter because while he's out at the club promoting a liquor brand and the people around him are buying the liquor brand and getting drunk and he's making money, He's having his one of his boys fill up his bottle with something like ginger ale. He's drinking out of that. Meanwhile, he wakes up early the next morning, gets his workout in, no hangover, no negative health effects. And he says same thing about smoking weed, that you don't want to use a crutch for your creativity, that some artists say, oh, they, they need weed or they need to get liquored up to reach their best potential. And he says, if you as a creative artist need a crutch to bring out your creativity, that is a bad thing for you because what happens one day 
he, as he said in the book, what happens one day when you're up all liquored up in the studio and Dr. Dre happens to stop by and now instead of being at your sharpest with your mental focus, you're all fogged out and perhaps messed up on liquor or weed, now you're not able to capitalize on that opportunity fully that just came your way. Instead, you're kind of sloppy, you're kind of unclear, and that opportunity may pass you right by without anything coming out of it. Whereas if you're sober and you don't need these crutches, you can go in the studio anytime, any day, and when Dre comes by the studio, you're ready to go, you're at your peak performance, and you are ready to take advantage of the opportunities to see the opportunities clearly that are in front of you. That was the most surprising thing that he talked about in his book because as he's comfortable saying, the image he puts out as 50 Cent is a lot different from the life of Curtis Jackson. 50, serious question, do you like 50 Cent or Eminem better? I've listened to a lot more Eminem than 50 Cent and if recently i just listened to down on me by F jeremiah and 50 cent therefore recently i've been listening to more 50 cent overall i've listened to a whole lot more eminem and if m i've watched eight mile obviously if eminem had a book if marshall mathers had a book i'd certainly be interested in listening to it i also found interesting in the book how curtis talked about his journey to uh, Interscope, the record label that helped his Get Rich or Die trying album, go to the heights of selling 14 million copies. It was surprising you might, he had record deals before and what he emphasized is he made the most of each situation he was put in, especially when it wasn't ideal. For example, he had a record label before that didn't do a whole lot for him and it wasn't going very well with getting his music made and he showed up there and learned about the business of making music. He looked at what the record label actually did for you and he realized, I gotta do this myself. I need to be the one creating a buzz for my album and if I've created a buzz for my album, my record label can help me. But if I haven't helped me propel it and get it even further, but if I haven't created a buzz for my own album, then the record label is not going to do a whole lot more than help me build on whatever I've already built on myself. That was another surprise in the book because at least some of us have the idea that you just kind of get on a record label and they do everything for you or you get on some talent agency or you get some job and they do everything for you. But especially I've seen as a creative artist that you need to make your own success. You need to be creating that buzz for you and then you'll get all these opportunities just handed to you to go even farther with things. I Yes, Steven, I have seen Eminem's 8 Mile movie. I enjoyed that. Another great lesson in uh, 50 Cent's book or Curtis's book is talking about the... When you have a lot of wealth, you might think that's purely a good thing and you've got all this wealth and fame, you might think, oh, that's great, that's something to go after. However, there's a lot of downsides to having that too that you don't think of. For example, he talked about how people in his life will get very entitled with him and I love the example and I mentioned it several times in live streams before. They said, well, that's great, 50, you bought me a car, why didn't you buy me a house? And here he's bought somebody a car 
and now they're feeling entitled and they're not even happy with him. Then he's like, why did I buy this dude a car in the first place? If you are going after things like money and power, then you're going to have a lot of people wanting things and feeling entitled out of you. He had a bunch of stories how people often would try and hustle and grind things and get things out of in the in the short term and that cost them a lot in the long term. For example, he had a guy that he recorded some of his early tapes with and this guy pushed him really hard for $50,000 up front when his Get Rich or Die Trying album was out and he uh, turned down the possibility by pushing and trying to squeeze this cash out of Curtis he actually cost himself, according to Curtis, millions of dollars that he would have made if he would have been more of a partner instead of kind of pushing for his own self-interest. I really like the comment about how lots of times you want to focus on the long-term picture and not just be trying to get something today and take something and grab something today, but think about how that's going to work out for the long-term with the dilemma he mentioned where this guy he works with starts pushing and trying to force money out of him and then Curtis pays him and if this guy would have instead accepted more of a negotiation and taken a point on the record, he could have made a bunch of money. He points out with his show that he took, Curtis took $17,000 an episode for his first year of his show and lots of the critics were saying that's crazy. Why is he even doing this? He's worth so much more that that was a big step down. And he said from his point of view, he needed to prove himself and that he was basically just doing the show because he wanted to do it. And he imagined if the show did as well as he thought it'd do in his mind, then the paycheck would come down the road after putting the work in and putting the work in would make it a much bigger paycheck eventually than by trying to demand a whole lot up front. And uh, it, it's nice to, to see that I can learn from diverse sources today. So I realize some of you may not be uh, Curtis Jackson fans or 50 Cent fans, and some of you might have negative opinions about him, and that's okay. I see that there's things to be learned from all different kinds of people regardless of what they're promoting. Like you might think it's kind of crazy that I'd talk about Curtis's book when he's, if you look at his social media, it's like all about promoting liquor. And you might think that's a conflict of interest for me being sober, but I don't see it that way. And Curtis uh, is able to be comfortable with promoting liquor, even though he doesn't hardly drink it. So I see that everyone in the world has something to teach me. And I found myself being drawn to learn the lessons that were shared in his book. And it's never as simple as just labeling someone as, well, this, they're that because of this. I see things in Curtis that I would not want to replicate myself. Like I see, why does the man need to promote or choose to keep promoting all these liquor brands when he doesn't drink it himself and he doesn't seem to need any more money and then all his posts have these hashtags for these liquor brands on them. Yeah, in my opinion, I wouldn't do it that way. But other people see things I put up and they say, well, they wouldn't do it that way either. My key thing is, can I learn something from somebody? And I got a lot of valuable lessons in uh, 
Curtis's book that were useful. And it's okay if some of you don't like Curtis or 50 Cent. That's okay. And that's okay if I don't agree on how he does things. The key is what can we learn and what can we focus on and how can we grow? And some people watching this will immediately go buy the book and others will say, I'm never going to read that. And that's okay. Because as Curtis makes some good points in his book, you don't want to be out there trying to please everybody. You want to be you want to be focusing on pleasing and thinking about your exact audience. And the more you focus on your audience specifically, then you know who you're talking to and you can do a great job creating for what your audience expects. And that is that has been very helpful for me, but it's also contrasted with my point of view cuz the audience I've formed lately wants to watch a lot of the, the audience in terms of quantity wanted to watch Warzone. But I see some lessons perhaps Curtis has not worked through or came across or got to in his own life yet that if you're just doing things to get things, then nothing you get is satisfying and nothing you have is worthwhile if you're just doing stuff to get stuff. I've, I'm doing these streams because I love doing these chatting streams and then we are splitting up and doing the gaming streams afterwards. Shane says, Jerry, can I get your autograph? Send me a signed check from your account. <laughs> That's funny, Shane. JD says, I've learned more from you, Jerry, than you know. Well, I'd love to hear that. Travis Henry. Nice to see you, Travis. Travis says, that's why you're awesome. I imagine Travis was building that comment off of my ability to learn from anybody and my trust that if I'm drawn or attracted to learn from somebody, that's because I have particular lessons. Like, I listened to this book. I listened to this book because I felt excited and passion for listening to it. Not because I want to be just like Curtis Jackson, because I want to learn from Curtis Jackson. I want to learn from somebody who's had sold 14 million records, who's made a show on Showtime that was powerful. I want to learn from them both in things to do and to reflect on my own lessons and to focus on things I don't want to do too. Like, I don't want to put out content that flashes with how I'm living. Like, Curtis seems pretty comfortable putting things out that are drastically different than how he's living, like promoting liquor companies when he's mostly sober. He seems pretty comfortable ha rapping about stuff that is not how he actually lives. When he raps about spending money and throwing money around and as 50 Cent, and he says that Curtis Jackson is actually pretty smart with his money. Like, Curtis is not throwing money out all over the place randomly. Now, he certainly has in the past, but he makes smart moves with this money. I love his vitamin water story, which I had heard in passing, but I love seeing the eye for the opportunity nobody's paying attention to. A lot of us look towards these same opportunities, like as live streamers. Lisa, nice to see you. Isaac, what's up, Isaac? David, Shane, Thomas, nice to see you today. A lot of us are looking in the same direction for opportunities and that's why it feels competitive. That's why it feels scarce when uh, there's so many opportunities that are literally sitting uh, at the on the gym floor next to you. Like Curtis said that he was in the gym one day and drinking some vitamin water 
and he took this vitamin water home and he started thinking he's like there's lots of people promoting liquor companies and all these things like that in the club and he's like why is nobody promoting water in the club like when you're in the club there's a group of people in the club maybe not everybody or even a majority but there's a significant group of people who are out at the club drinking water and nobody's trying to promote them a specific water to drink and you could very easily promote them a three five dollar bottle of water that they could drink at the club and then he goes to vitamin water and says look i'd like to promote this for you and he then says i want equity whereas a lot of people in that situation according to curtis would just take a cash deal like here we'll give you a couple hundred thousand you promote this he looked at the long-term picture and said i want some equity in the company and i'll take less cash now to make up for that and then when this does really well i he he essentially is betting on he bet on himself that he could promote this so well that the company's value would go way up and then if they sold out or got bought out he'd make a fortune instead of making a few hundred thousand he'd make millions and that's what he did coca-cola i believe or maybe it was another water company bought vitamin water and then because he thought to take equity and accepted less cash he took a huge got a huge win out of that what's up andy james nice to see you today you look well rested I am well rested. I'm working on my lighting also. I got a couple of new lights. Amber Lynn, nice to see you today. Any Oreo, what's up? Oreo, nice to see you. Any 50 Cent fans in here? I'm feeling fantastic today. I get so excited to do what I do that I take deep breaths in and out through the nose. I focus on it. And if you want to change your life, one of the most effective ways is to read and especially to read some point of views that might be a little different than yours. And that's why I like, I am drawn to books that are the right kind of different for me. Sometimes I'll listen to a book and the authors clearly, we've got some significant differences, but not always does that appeal to me. This book appealed to me. And there are lots of great lessons to learn in it. And to take Curtis's experience and then to translate that into my own. I'll talk some about when Curtis signed his record deals. I think he got, he said at like 24 or something like that, he got his record deal. But he'd been dealing drugs on the street before that for quite a while. And it, he got shot nine times on the corner and one of the pain points he talked about in his life is that his oldest son was taking pictures with the dude that he believed was responsible for having him shot before. And he talked about how he is disconnected from his, his first son's mother and how his son and his relationships like that are one of the more painful and challenging areas of his life. And that's... It's nice to hear that kind of human side to somebody who a lot of people, have, I imagine, are blown up to like this idol and this kind of character to kind of hear like what are Curtis's struggles and what do those look like? Oh, Steven always liked 50 Nike. <laughs> DMX just passed away, didn't he? I was just listening to that.
Man, isn't that silence nice? I took some time with my son today. My son's really chatty like me. And I feel obligated to respond to everything he says. So sometimes I tell my son, I'm like, son, I'm going to be quiet for a while. You're welcome to talk. I'll listen to you. I'm just releasing myself from any obligation I need to respond. You're not going to agree with everything about someone. For the most part, 50 smart. I respect him. You can learn from him. Exactly. And there's nobody you're going to find that if you get to know them, that's a great point, Travis. If the better you get to know someone, there will always be some differences. And like we were talking about in the Vortex book yesterday, differences are good. The one thing that from God or source or from the highest universe's thinking, the worst thing that could happen in the universe would be complete conformity. If every planet was the same, if every life form was the same, expansion of the universe would cease. Like the way the universe could die and that truly all of reality could become boring or not worth experiencing would be conformity. Therefore, our differences are something to be celebrated. And instead of fighting against things in my mind, like discrimination, instead of fighting these things, Let's celebrate our differences and uh, understand that conformity is something we don't want. We love difference. Difference makes life interesting. And if we want to find out on what we all agree on, then that could come back to values. Lisa says, I'm drinking a probiotic water called Karma. Two billion cultures per bottle. Nice, my children were having some slow not as frequent bowel movements. My wife's put some probiotics in their smoothies in the morning and that's been helping keep them regular. Hey, somebody came here. Welcome. Now I think Scott, Anastasia, nice to see you today. We got a couple of new followers here as well. Jasmine and Nada followed today. Thank you very much. And uh, Afif and Jadur became a follower too. Welcome. Believe it or not, I, I am, believe it or not, not a DMX and a 50 fan. <laughs> I was surprised I wanted to read Curtis's book too because I had not listened to much of his music in quite a long time and I found myself just drawn to the book and when he started talking, I enjoyed listening. And it was interesting to listen to his experience growing up and dealing drugs and then moving into the rap into hip hop and rap and being a rap star and then how he's navigated all these different parts of his life. It was very different from a lot of parts of my life experiences. And ironically, I could relate to the entitlement thing pretty well. I've had some success that you all and others have helped uh, lots of money at various times flow into my business and my reputation online. And I could relate with the entitlement that the better the more money you're making, especially when you talk about it, people start to expect stuff from you. And the more people watching my live stream, reading Curtis's book was really helpful to relate to and let go of people expecting stuff from me. That If you're expecting something from me, that's on you. That's not on me unless I talked with you and I agreed to that expectation. Like Laura and I have agreed to have a monogamous relationship and consistent sex. Like. We have explicitly set those parameters and therefore, how, however, we can change that if we want to at any time as well. We have set that up as an agreement and therefore we have a right to expect that out of each other. If somebody hasn't explicitly told you, 
that you I'm going to do this for you, you can expect this. Going around looking for things or expecting things is a way to make yourself unhappy. And one of the lessons that was very helpful in this book was to hear Curtis's experience with other people's entitlement, which I had never thought of. Like, man, if if you've made just these tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, that must be a annoying experience to deal with, with people around you just expecting or hoping or thinking you ought to just buy them a car or buy them a house because they went to high school with you or they were on your tour one time. And that helped me right when I was changing games over to process other people's expectations that I ought to keep playing Warzone when I didn't say I was going to play Warzone every day for you forever. And if you expect that, to, like that's on you. You did that. And if you are frustrated with what I'm doing and I didn't tell you I'd do that for you, that's totally and 100% on you and not at all on me. Which is really nice to feel that separation in that instance. Like if other people are expecting things of me I didn't promise, if they're feeling entitled, like, well, you ought to be watching my stream because I sent you all these stars. No, you set that up. I didn't say... If you gave me this much in stars or tips that I'd come watch a stream and uh, that and I'd share your stream just because you give me money doesn't mean I'm obligated to share your stream. I share whose streams I want to when I want to because I think it'll be a good experience for my viewers and that I'm very glad I read Curtis's book at the same time list going through changing up my stream a bit. It helped me to say, look, if other people are expecting things out of me that's that I didn't promise, that's up to them, and I don't have to have any feeling at all about it. And if they're unhappy, I can let them be unhappy. Like the guy that Curtis said, he buys him a car, and the guy's upset because he didn't get a house. I'm like, and another thing that Curtis talked about that was very memorable is he said, when he went over to Africa, that he grew up in, uh, I believe, South Jamaica in New York and a place where there was lots of poverty and drug dealing as he was one of the drug dealers and uh, a place where people think of themselves as very poor and very deprived and, and yes, compared to many other parts of the United States, yes, if you go look at some neighborhoods, the contrast is severe. However, he said, go over to Africa and you can see what real poverty looks like. He went to do some shows in Africa and one night he took a car out of his hotel and drove around. He's like, these brothers are living in shacks, like pieces of metal laying and propped up on each other. Like the wind blows too hard, it falls over. He's like, these brothers have piss and shit just running down the middle of the road. He's like, the he... Even the worst ghetto that he had imagined or seen in the USA is like doing very well compared to some of these, as he said, some of these brothers in Africa and sisters in Africa that are just have almost nothing at all materially. And that's a great perspective shift that he went through in his life seeing what does he want to be known for? When he dies, does he want to be known for 50 Cent and for selling a bunch of rap albums and making a show? Or does he want to be known for his charitable work? And he started thinking about that because 
when he was there and he saw that poverty, he's just he took like thousands of dollars and was just throwing it out the window. And he said the show, the one show, they couldn't even do the last day of it because there were so many thousands of people that just came to stand by the hotel. And he said, yeah, that's nice to throw some money out the window, but that doesn't really change people's lives. Like you need whole systems set up to lift other people up. And that helped me when I see people coming in and talking about one tragedy or another or in my live stream or otherwise, it helped give me perspective that, yeah, sure, it might be tragedy that 20 people died and all got shot somewhere. That seems kind of unnecessary, but there's 10, 20,000 people a day that starve to death. That seems pretty unnecessary to me as well. <laughs> And that seems like there's an opportunity for us to lift each other up. And listening to Curtis's experience going to Africa and putting things in context, like people he grew up with complaining how poor they are and how people don't do anything for them. He's like, they got places to live. They got stuff to eat. Often they have cell phones. Like they haven't even seen all these people that he can, has related to and talked about, he's like, that are complaining about how poor they are and how unfair it is. He's like, they haven't even seen real poverty. You know, the, and that point of view is helpful to give us some context. Like, I walk around in my house, I'm like, I live in an absolute palace right now. I mean, it'd be ridiculous to think that well, this house isn't big enough. I've got like a thousand square foot house with three bedrooms and two bathrooms and an office out back here. I mean, I have an absolute palace. If you hold up where I live to most people in the world, it would look like a palace. Like, good God, this is fancy. And it's really helpful to have that point of view on a daily basis. And you often need to step outside of where you've been. And instead of needing to go to Africa yourself, it's helpful. You can listen to Curtis talk about his experience in Africa or watch a documentary. Or if you realize you don't have that kind of perspective, look for something that'll help you appreciate where you're at today and provide a desire to lift somebody up. But there's no need to look down on somebody either to say, well, it's such a shame I don't have, a, everybody else doesn't have a big house like I do. Everybody else doesn't need to have a big house like you do. Like the book we talked about yesterday. Ryan, nice to see you again. Glad you made it live today. Thank you very much for the 100 stars. My man, Ryan Christopher Stupp. What's up? Or is it Stoop? Is that your baby on the picture there? It's fabulous to have that kind of perspective. Oh my goodness, we have one of the original page followers here. 2,519 days following. It's very helpful to have that kind of perspective on your life that yes, it's nice to continually improve your life. However, you uh, stop. Okay. It's important to be have that perspective at the same time. Like I walk around and I see some houses a lot bigger than mine and I think those are really nice. And I'm happy with the house I have because those houses have more room but they also have bigger bills and more to clean. The best place we can get to is to appreciate where we're at. And when you're loving what you're doing and you're taking good care of yourself, Curtis put an entire chapter in the book about taking care of yourself. Exercise, being sober, 
eating right. Like Curtis put an entire chapter in his book about self-care. And I swear every, almost every person I listen to, Ryan, thank you for another 475. There's the rest of them. YOLO, what's up, Noel? Nice to see you, Noel. It's the best thing we can have in our life is perspective. And our while our life experience can give us perspective, books we read also can give us perspective because this body has not been to Africa before. However, from what I've heard and what I've seen has helped me appreciate where I'm at and spawned a desire in me to, however I can, to be available to help lift people up all over the world, not just think about people in the USA or maybe the UK and Canada or Australia, but to think about every person in every country, how can what I do be useful to any person anywhere in the world? And that's why I'm committed to putting out everything I create for free. Because Curtis is talking about in his book about thinking about his legacy and charity. I'm thinking about that and I've been thinking about that for quite a while. And my teaching is my legacy. And I want my teaching to be available to everybody for free. If you're in Africa and you've barely got a shack and that's why I'm also putting this out on a podcast because somebody in Africa in a shack might be able to download a podcast file on their phone. They probably can't watch a live stream or a YouTube video, but they might be able to get a podcast file. And they it might be helpful for them to see that they're not alone, that people are thinking of them over there and thinking of them as an equal, like a neighbor, even though not physically next to each other, energetically right next door. And to have that mindset of abundance. So all of my teachings are now totally for free. Yes, Suhanani, I am grateful. I am a partner in Facebook now. I was a partner in my heart with Facebook for a long time, for years before it manifested. And now all my teachings out there for free. I was putting my teaching in paid online courses and selling those all the time. And I sold millions of dollars in online courses. And I'm glad what I've learned from that is there's no enduring happiness in anything I can get from the outside world. There's only enduring happiness from within and living my life how I want to live it. And the more I live my life how I want to live it, I'm able to respect other people doing the same things. And I'm able to learn from people who I can see significant differences and have different perspectives, but then I internalize those and I learn from those and it's fabulous. And that's how we really grow. So this book, very enjoyable for me to listen to. I look at it now, if I'm going to read a book, it's either I'm loving it or I'm not going to read it. And this book, I listened through it maybe in a week or less, just that passion, like I gotta listen to some more, I gotta hear what's next. And I'm grateful for all the takeaways in this book and uh, Curtis sharing his experience with us in this book. And I wish for Curtis to have good luck with his relationships because it's nice to contrast things and see, like Curtis has been very successful financially making a whole lot of money. That's an area where I've had some limitations in my own mind that I'm grateful I'm working through those now. And I was grateful to pick up Curtis's mindset on money, that money is abundant. There's a lot of opportunities. And sometimes if you need to work for less in the short term to get more in the long term, 
and you're doing what you love and you have a vision, then there's lots of money that's going to come your way. And at the same time, it's nice to look at, I wish Curtis the best with his intimate relationships because that's one area I'm very strong on. I very easily let new people into my life. I very easily open my heart to people. I've got very strong relationships with my wife, with my children, with my wife's family, with my uh, biological family I grew up with and was born into. I have very strong relationships in my community locally with AA. And I can see that I don't want to pressure myself to make a bunch of money because making a bunch of money, given how I talk about things, that could actually cause some stress and some friction in a lot of my relationships. And therefore, pursuing a bunch of money just to have money and power is not a worthwhile objective in and of itself. In fact, it's not worth something even considering. If I'm doing what I love and you all choose to give me a whole bunch of money, like Ryan just sent the 475 stars and the 100 stars before that and Silas has been dropping stars every day and you know the crazy hillbilly gaming like if you all just whoa <laughs> knocked my water over if you all just want to give me money for doing what I love then I will happily accept it but a big difference from where I see like I don't I refuse to go out there and try and get that money anymore I've done a lot of that and I've made millions of dollars selling online courses and especially listening to Curtis's book like I if you all decide that I must have millions of dollars and you give that to me then that's fine I'm not going to go try and force that to happen though and set that up as a goal in my mind because I see that that's not something worth having what's worth having is peace of mind and love and joy and happiness and pride in what I do every day today, that's worth having. Getting millions of dollars and then having relatives get all upset because I bought them a car instead of a house, that's not worth dealing with. It is nice to have nice things. Curtis is talking about how many watches and Rolexes and Benzes and things he's had and I don't care about all that stuff. I love the cars I have. I love the studio I've got and I trust you all will give me whatever I need to support whatever I'm doing. And it's cool that when you look at some of the big mindset differences from what, and I also realized just because I read Curtis's book, I don't know hardly anything about Curtis. I read an eight hour book. And some, some of you've listened to my books and watched a lot of the live streams. And I mean, you're getting the tip of the iceberg in my life. My wife and my kids, I mean, they get a bit more in my life, but nobody really gets all of you. Trey, my pleasure for the raid yesterday. Christopher says, I think you were the first streamer I watched on here. Captain America, Jerry. Yes, that was that was a while. Sudhani's from Indonesia, nice. Trevor, I'm, I'm getting these shirts set up on Spreadshirt. Josie, I got this shirt printed locally. It was like 40 bucks though, it was too expensive. To, and I don't know how to sell it. Then Josie McCann made some shirts. But that were beautiful that I'll be wearing again on stream soon. I wore several of them for several days and they're dirty now, I need to do laundry. But she does not enjoy the international shipping that is involved with those of you that want shirts in the UK, Canada, etc. So I'm. she pointed me over to 
a t-shirt company that led me to another t-shirt company, Spreadshirt. I'm working to get these available on Spreadshirt, and once I've got them available, I'll get them set up. Hey, speaking of Josie, Josie is here. Good morning, Josie. I was just giving you a shout out and a thank you for the shirts. I've spent a week almost wearing two of the shirts, and I'll be wearing another one again. Trey says, do you know the most profitable websites for merch? For merch, that one of the main things is not just profit, but can... I like things that are really printed fancy, like glitter, because there's so many digitally printed shirts now. You want something that really stands out, and these glitter shirts stand out. So I found Spreadshirt actually does glitter printing. I'm still learning how exactly to set that up. I've the most I've sold on I sold on cafe press one of the first areas I actually made some money online was selling shirts on cafe press But the way I sold shirts was to make kind of knockoff merchandise for things like I play cod like call of duty like a job I wish it paid like a job and they eventually took all those down I'm actually giving away all my tube tops, which is kind of funny But I think we've had a great discussion about Curtis 50 cents book hustle harder hustle smarter I trust that you'll take whatever kind of action feels appropriate. If this sounds like a book you'd like to listen to, you'll listen to it. And if not, if not, then maybe you'll listen to one of my books. I've got 14 books I've published on Audible. And I've got a reading list. I haven't added this to my reading list. I'm a little behind. But if you want to see all the books I read, go to jerrybanfield.com, click on books. I've got the books I published at the top, and then I've got... 200 plus books I've read on my reading list on the bottom. We're going to go through as many of these as we can. Horhole, thank you for turning the notifications on. Trevor Parker, mail me one, I'll buy it. All right, Trevor, I'm going to, when I get the spreadshirt set up, maybe you can give that a try. Thank you all for watching this or listening to it. This recording of this conversation will go on my podcast, The Jerry Banfield Show. And I intend to do a whole lot more books. So if you're a reader like me, you will enjoy. There's lots more of these I plan to do. I'm doing these books because this is more of a way to connect and have a conversation that's more focused. Gio dropped in. Nice to see you, Gio. I was just thinking about you last night. Thank you for the five gift subs, Gio. Let's go.